Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. This episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast is extra special because this is our very first student success story for a student who has accomplished wonders since joining the Start Your Private Practice system. Today, you'll hear from Lauren Walden in the incredible journey that she has started in just a couple months. She has gone from zero to incredible right off the bat. Stay tuned. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. Before we begin, can you please share your name, your location, and the name of your private practice. Sure, it's Lauren Walden. I'm located in Bel Air, Maryland, and my private practice is Walden Speech Therapy. Lauren, I am so excited to have you on the podcast because you're the very first person from the Start Your Private Practice system, which is my premium course, who is kind of like a star student, having gone through the course and gotten your first client and lots of people have gotten their first client, but you're the first one who has been interested and excited about being on the podcast. And there are several more people lined up, but you're the very first, which makes you extra special. So thank you for your willingness to come on. Thank you. So let's talk about the beginning of your career as a speech pathologist. What, like maybe where did you go to grad school and what was like your clinical fellowship like? Okay. So I am a career changer. I started off with a degree in business management, worked all kinds of different management, retail, property management, things like that, and decided that I just wasn't for me, mm-hmm. quit my job, and I ended up getting a job as a secretary in a physical therapy office, but they also had neuro, PT, OT, and speech. Interesting. And as a secretary, I would sit up front and chat with the patient's families while the patients would go back. And we had one in particular gentleman that came in, severe aphasia, 
um, could not communicate. Over the course of time between talking to his wife and seeing him start to check himself in per session and the, the conversations that we had towards the end, somewhere in there I went, I wanna do something like that. Nice. So this gentleman actually now gives speeches in the public community around him. Wow. But to see where he was to where he is and you know, that, that was all speech. That was all his speech session. So fell in love with it at that point, decided to go get a second bachelor's at Towson University here locally. Um, got my, completed my second bachelor's and then was a little devastated to find out I had a three and a half year wait for grad school. So I ended up getting into, I went to Nova Southeastern. So, but I had that three and a half year wait. So it was what it was. Um, I thankfully was able to stay in my hometown because I also had a daughter at the time that I wasn't going to uproot and go to Florida with. Um, so we, I completed my, or my graduate at Nova. Um, and then I landed myself in a nursing home because that's where the job was mm -hmm. and ended up working for a contract company that they lost the contract in the middle of my CF. Oh gosh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and somewhere in that I decided I needed to go somewhere to work where I had stability in my job. Yeah. So I left and I went into the public school system, which as you, you know, from where, what got me into speech, my heart was with adults, but I had to go where I could get a job. And in my mind, I was never working with children. <laughs> but, but life had other plans. <laughs> life had other plans. So I've been in the school system for this is my fourth year um it's okay at best but another decision i had to make because of my school loans was i have to work prn mm -hmm. in order to pay my student loans so i work prn two nights a week in addition to my school job and I, for a while it was every weekend i've cut back significantly on that but i was running or am running six days a week so that is what led me towards where I'm at now. I love it. So, so that's when you started thinking about maybe private practice, right? And let, let me back up just a little bit as yeah. far as thinking about the private practice. So the place that I work for PRN is where I was a secretary. Uh, okay. I have a 10 year, I worked for them for 10 years prior to, I worked through grad school. So prior to everything, I, I've been there for a long time. However, they are not, they don't want to grow, the, the higher ups don't want to grow their speech program. So there is no home for me, despite being there three years PRN. <laughs> got it, got it. So what led me to the private practice was I need to do something for myself. I don't, the school system's okay. I'm in some rough schools. Actually, I split between three right now. Wow. It's just overwhelming. Two's okay. Three this year has done me in. For, to go to three schools. Well, and especially if working with children doesn't sound like it's your passion. Correct. And I mean, I have found a love for it. I really mm -hmm. do. Um, my heart is in clinic though. Whether it's little guys or adults, my heart is in clinic. Um, so it's, it's just time. It was time. And what I had, when I had spoke to my supervisors at 
my here in place. I said, you know, I said, the problem is, I said, I would love nothing more than to work here full time, but there is no space. And I'm aware of that. So I have to make a decision to make my life better and get that work home balance. Because right now it is all work and no home. Yeah. So yeah. is that, is that your big driver? Would you say? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's very hard to work for a place that is again, it's medical, but it's financially driven versus mm -hmm. what, or they'll grow PT, but they won't, or they don't want to grow OT and speech and they really don't want to grow neuro. Yes. So, or peds for that matter. So it's, it's, it's just a time. And then to be able to see what from taking the course and learning financially, how it really can help me to go on my own still serve the same population, even if it's kids, and have more time. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're taking that control back, right? Correct. So, so not only having more time, but also bringing in more income because you're cutting out the middleman. Right. I love it. So tell us about how you got your first client. Okay. So... I got my first client from talking to somebody and saying, hey, one, it's actually our, uh, somebody I work with in the school system. Her neighbor was trying to find somebody and I just happened to say to her, and she's not somebody I see every day, hey, I'm opening a private practice. If you hear of anybody, let me know. And within an hour of telling her that, I had a phone call. What? Yep, and it's a private pay. Um, so a little bit about our area, the PRN, the, the clinic that I work in currently has a 30 patient wait list. Wow. So when they, and that's similar to a lot of the clinics around us. Um, there's not many, there's maybe three. I make number four. So, um, people are calling around and they're not getting anywhere Yeah. and they're not getting what they need. And in this case, what the mom said to me was, I want this fixed before he goes to kindergarten. That's a big time. So I actually have a son who's going to kindergarten. So I totally get parents feeling a time crunch, especially around that time to help their kids be able to be successful, like in kindergarten. I totally, totally get that. So I, I, I personally, this is my personal belief. I think that having crazy long wait lists is like horrible right? Because you're denying that to me is not, is like having a scarcity mindset versus, versus an abundance mindset and saying like, you know, I'm the best place and the people have to stay here and I'm going to like hoard them for myself versus saying, you know, listen, this wait list is, is too long. These kids or adults need services. Here are other options of where to go. And so you are actually Lauren in a fabulous position given that there's not many available clinics in your area, like you don't have a wait list, right? <laughs> I do not. Um, and the other piece for actually, since we have chatted before, I have gained two more patients. Amazing. Um, um, I have a wait list for two other ones, but that is more insurance driven versus um, private pay. And that there's, there's some, complicating factors in there but 
So I have a potential for six patients and I opened February 2nd. Oh my gosh. And today is May, what, 12th? May 12th. May 12th. Yep. That is unbelievable. So you basically started in like in just a couple months have really built the foundations of a pretty solid private practice. Yeah. My, my goal was 10 patients by the summertime. Yeah. Um, in our area, all of the parents are getting to the, Oh no, my kid's not qualifying for, we call it extended school year here. Mm -hmm. uh, because that's for a higher need. No, or if they're going to regress, but some of the Arctic kids not, don't really qualify. So, um, now they're, I'm getting, starting to get some, oh no. Um, the other piece of it is, and then one I'd never even thought about is we have a county that's um, a little bit more rural, that's, I don't know, 20 minutes from where my office is. And I've gotten two phone calls from that area. They have me or they can go to Delaware, which is at 45 minutes the other way. Wow. And I said, I never even considered them um, when I picked the location of my office. Um, so, you know, they're like, we don't want to go into the town of Bel Air, which is, I'm on the outskirts. They said, we don't want to do that. So we will gladly come to you. Wow. That's so incredible. Yeah. So you have really, you, you maybe without knowing it, started a private practice in an area with a lot of need. Correct. So and that builds really point. well. Yeah. I didn't realize until I started looking into things a little bit more. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you mentioned um, that you have at least one private pay client, and then it sounds like you're, you're dealing with uh, something to do with the people's insurance, but are you starting to be an insurance provider also? I'm in the credentialing process. Nice. So I, request, I submitted to Blue Cross January 23rd. And I call weekly and the lovely lady there says, oh, honey, just wait another week. <laughs> and then I call back and she says, honey, call back next week. Oh, gosh. So, um, I did get credentialed with Optum Health. Okay. So I received that last week. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And again, that was from January till now. So it's just a long waiting game. Yeah. Uh, I have been denied by a couple. Um, one says that our area is flooded and I try, even though, you know, all of the, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I petitioned that, e I, like I sent them an email trying to be like, okay, here's, this is what we, I know, blah, blah, blah. And they still said, no, call back in six months. <laughs> so I said, okay, just put it on the calendar to call them again in a month or two. Perfect. They say, um, another one. I did run into an issue with, with my private, with my PRN job. They told me they wouldn't credential me as long as I worked there. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, okay, when you send it to me in writing, I'll be more than happy to address the issue. But right now I still work at both places. So that's not an option, yeah. but um, it was also a carrier. I know that isn't very friendly with speech. So it's not a harsh loss for me. Yeah. My area, Blue Cross, Optum Health and a lot of the MCOs or medical assistants are with big. Fabulous. So. Okay. The other, so congratulations. And sometimes you're right. You just have to be persistent. Sometimes people can get credentialed right away. Sometimes it takes months and then you do get that, you know, um, just call back next week kind of yeah. thing. Or sometimes people do get a message that it's oversaturated for now. 
and yeah. or that it's oversaturated and what what people should interpret that as is oversaturated for now but to right. do just what you said and mark it on the calendar and then call back reapply whatever in a couple months right and I, I think one thing that's different for I don't know if it's across the country or if it's just the state of Maryland they made all of the school SLPs obtain NPI numbers so we appear very saturated if you do an NPI search for the state of Maryland, even though all those NPI numbers are not private clinicians that accept all the insurances. Um, but it, it's something new and that, you know, there's a lot of factors that could be. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Um, I want to go back to something else that you said a couple of minutes ago was about your office. So does that mean that you have office space? I do. I landed... Um, a deal that I could not pass up. So one thing I ran into was you cannot or I cannot petition or start the credentialing process unless I had a location address to put it to because I don't want to treat in my home for a couple of reasons. I'm in a small house. I don't have a place to treat. And because of my town limits, I cannot actually have an office in my house. And I not real comfortable going into homes so i went on to a small business site on facebook for my county and i posted anybody know of any small offices for rent and i had somebody respond and i went and looked at this place it's inside of a um wellness center i guess that's the best way to put it there's a yoga studio there's a psychotherapist it's nine different businesses that are in this office um and i was able to get it for a very reasonable rent um that with the patient that i or the client that i have i can pay my rent without worries that's great um and that's a really nice too to be like whether or not you kind of get to know the other practitioners or not that's a nice group of people right those are all helping people people yeah right and you may have some crossover or you may not in terms of like it being a good source of referrals but it sounds like it's a really nice location and community of service providers and they probably have like a parking lot and everything else yeah we have it's a parking lot they're working on signs for outside but um, everybody is very zen and whenever they, you know, get to it kind of thing. So it's, I have to be very patient, but the pricing of the rent makes it okay. Well, and that's the trick too. When you're first starting out, like a lot of times people have a hard time affording clinic space because, because of, you know, it's, it's extra overhead and it's higher for people but there are plenty of people out there who happen into really special circumstances or situations where people are subletting part of another kind of an office or like you said, like a wellness clinic or, you know, a room in a uh, dentist office or sometimes people go into churches or community centers. You can often find really wonderful office space. It may not be what you had dreamed of and it may not be what you're going to have long term but you can find opportunities if you put yourself out there and ask, which is what you did on Facebook. Right. Yeah. And it, I mean, for me, I ended up really lucky. My internet, my, you know, my Wi-Fi, my electric, all of it is included in my rent. So it's, and it's the way that the office works is we have a code to the door. So I can come and go as I please. She didn't have a 
mandatory, you must be here nine to five. Yep. It works out really well. That's absolutely fabulous. I am so proud of you. You like really hit the ground running. I have tried. I, you know, my, my goal is to get out of the school system, get out of the PRN job. I know it's going to take some time, but I had to make this move for myself. Well, and you have, you did, right? So I know that you, you've mentioned that you've been, you know, you're in the process of getting credentialed with some more insurance companies. You have this office space you want out of the schools and also out of the PRN job. So right now um, it's mid-May 2019. What is your vision for yourself for the next like six months to a year? My goal is 10 to 15 patients over the summer to give me that, that flexibility. Um, in our county, the school system does not pay our salaries over the summer. Mm -hmm. so I have to <laughs> be mm -hmm. ready for that. Yep. Um, so my goal is to do that. And if, depending on what happens, because a lot of my clients are over the summer, the ones that I have so far are, want to be there because school has stopped. Yep. So if they continue with me, fabulous. If they do not, you know, I, I do anticipate at least one more year in the school system, but my goal, you know, if not goal, but if my vision would be, if I am busier, that I still have these patients that want to be seen is to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. and they can work in the office during the day when I'm, you know, when I'm not there and I can handle the billing stuff at night. Yeah. And that way, the practice continues to move. And it's amazing to me how many people have said to me, whether they're other PRNs or they're other people within the school system, if you need help, please call me. So, you know, I have a contingency, or not a contingency plan, but a plan mm -hmm. that I'll figure it out um, to make it work as I go forward. And I then, think that's a great plan, Lauren, because there's lots of people who, like, they don't want their own private practice. Right? They're happy to work for somebody else. Right. And if they're a friend of yours, they'd probably be really happy to work for you. Right. Right. Well, and I have, like, there's another lady that goes, that bounces around to the nursing homes and hates the hours. Mm -hmm. um, and she has said to me, and I've had another person say to me, if you ever need somebody, think of her, because I know she doesn't like what she <laughs> so, I'm like, okay. Um, and, you know, kind of just keeping that option open. Um, the, the part that I'm a little hairy on is how to switch from sole proprietor to group, but I figure it's a bunch of phone calls and it'll, it'll happen and it'll be fine. Absolutely. And that's the kind of thing that we support people in both in start your private practice and then also in grow your private practice, which is the next level program. Um, because that is a big, that's a big switch, right? When people kind of really start to, you know, they've started their practice and they're, they're getting up and running, which is hundred percent where you are and then there's like different points where you're really trying to think about growth and what makes the most sense to do you know now or what what does a, a vision for the future look like and I think that definitely hiring you know independent contractors or employees or whoever to see some of these clients during the day especially if you are still at the schools for another year is a wonderful way to keep the momentum and to keep the income and to really start to really, you know, be building your, your name and your referrals and everything else 
And then if or when you are ready to leave the schools for good, you will have that like practice in place. Right. And that's, you know, that's my goal is to, to see whichever one works because like before our area has a huge need yeah. and they don't have the businesses to fill it. So once I get into that growth, um, and some of it I've held back a little bit until the insurances have come through because, well, for a couple of reasons, that's one. Um, but I did run into some issues with my PRN job with telling the higher ups, not my bosses are extremely supportive, but the HR department wondering if I can continue working for them PRN and have a business. And we, we've gone back and forth and right now everything is good and they're solid. And I told them, I said, I won't do a ton of marketing until I'm done here. Yeah. And that's just as a respect thing. Um, and I also know that one of the mom groups, one of my current patients is very active in. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't want to cross that line right now. So I will, you know, I've marketed to doctors I've done a little bit of stuff on Facebook, not much. Now I do watch the groups and I might private message someone, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. don't throw it out there. Um, well, it's, it's, you know, burning bridges is never a good idea. Correct. Right. And I believe in honesty and transparency and that, that even when sometimes it's painful is really the best policy because people will respect you for that. And it sometimes, you know, leads to some uncomfortable situations. It might mess up people's timelines or that kind of thing. But being honest and open with employers, playing by the rules and not burning bridges is really, really important for both short and long-term success. Correct. And, you know, I'm, I'm at a good place with them. I should be down to once a week with them, with my PRN job by the end of May. Um, only a couple weeks away. I have had some conversations with some patients that it's just appropriate time for dismissal. Yeah. And I had spoke to my boss and I said, you know, she knew that the, I told him, I said, I won't leave them high and dry with my patient load. Cause yeah. I had eight, seven patients there. So I said, I'll, I'll slowly get everybody, you know, dismissed. And then, you know, I'm just, I'm doing a taper off. So. Well, I am so proud of you. You, you really, like when you joined Start Your Private Practice, I could just tell that you were a go-getter and you had a lot of ambition and you had a plan. And it's been really fun to watch you like check off all of these boxes and grow pretty quickly, which is just very impressive to me and also the other members in the program. Thank you. But I have to say I could not have done it without the course. Thank you. I, I have, you know, I, my, someone, I, one of my colleagues said to me, I don't know how you knew to do blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, it's because I took this course. <laughs> Here's the information, you know. That's awesome. Well, yeah, you know, it's, you know, I put this, you know, the, the course, the Start Your Private Practice System course is very comprehensive, right? There's videos and checklists and all kind of stuff. And then you get the student support group for answering questions that, you know, that maybe are beyond the scope of, of the content covered, but people still have to go through it and do the steps, right? Yeah. There, you know, you can, you can join the course and it's really laid out in this very systematic step-by-step -step way, 
that makes it really easy to go through. But you, you know, the whole, like you can lead a horse to water thing, right? There are people, you, you still have to do the work and you have done the work and you have laid this foundation for what is going to be a really successful private practice that is so needed in your area. And that is absolutely wonderful for you, for your community and also for yourself and your family. Thank you. Yeah, it's, I think that I have the potential to be a force to be reckoned with, but I'm getting there. It, it's it's going to be, it, it's a growth. It's a growth process, but it, you know, it is what it is. And we need to, I need to keep it, keep my mindset. Somebody posted in one of the business pages that I'm on in my local community what um when you aren't motivated to get done what you need to get done for your business what what motivates you and i kind of came back to one of the courses and i responded in there i remember my why you know i remember my why and what did i want to do this for and then it kind of gives you that motivation because all of the hurdles with insurance all of the hurdles with trying to find the office and things like that. It just felt like it was a whole bunch of hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, but giving it the time and letting the steps that you have laid out, letting all of that happen. You know, this is only five months since I, or four months since I opened my doors. And I think, wow, it really hasn't been that long. You know, I, I did, I mean, I started all of the process in January as far as getting my lease and all that kind of stuff but really from february till now is not a lot of time to have potential of five patients yeah you know yeah no you have really like like i said earlier just hit the ground running and gone through everything and are really really poised for growth and in whatever way makes sense like for you right I mean, that's, that's the thing that I preach a lot too, is that growth looks different to different people. And there's some people who really want like a large freestanding brick and mortar practice with, you know, multidisciplinary services and a receptionist, like the, the secretary that you used to be many moons ago. Right. And then there's other people who are happy to do this, continue to have a small private practice on the side of some sort of other job. Or whatever, and you know, there's a there's a continuum of of everywhere, everyone's situations in the in the middle of that. So you know, over the next six months or a year, you know, again, lean on us to help you figure out what growth will could look like for you, and what steps would need to be put into place to make those things happen. Thank you, and I do. I love the Facebook group. It is it's awesome to see where everybody is, but even jump in oh yeah we did this or i've done this this is all you need to do you know one of my benefits that i have is when i was a secretary i was doing a ton of insurance verifications mm -hmm. um, i ended up managing one of the pt offices so that led me into how to deal with um denials and the only thing i haven't done is actually submitted the pro submitted the button to process the claim but it was preparing it yeah. so um, you know, thankfully I'm familiar with that stuff and, and what to ask and how to get some information out of these representatives, but that's just a small piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Well, and it's been fun to watch you in the student group go from someone who asked a lot of questions 
to someone who's now answering a lot of questions for some of the other students. And that's really fun to watch too. Thank you. So I appreciate you jumping in and answering some of those questions. Nice. All right, so is there anything else before we wrap up that you want to share with our listeners? I would say if you want to start a private practice, follow the steps, and it can happen. Just have to be patient. <laughs> it can happen, and it is happening for you. I love it. So if anyone who's listening is curious about this course that Lauren and I have been talking about, um, the Start Your Private Practice System is um, currently, there's a wait list for it. But if you'd like to join, you can go to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. And I do try to get people in, you know, on a relatively, you know, kind of uh, rolling basis. But that's where you can go for more information and to sign up. And you'll get to hang out with Lauren and me in the student group. Nice. All right. So, Lauren, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you very much. All right. We'll, we'll be in touch. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Thank you. Now that you've listened to the episode, I want to invite you to a free training. Do you have a business background? Most SLPs who go into private practice don't. You went to grad school, not business school. But here you are trying to start or grow a private practice. The good news is business skills can be learned and I want to help you make solid decisions on how to start and grow your private practice so you can serve your community and build a legacy while doing therapy on your own terms and your own time and yes, make more money. I want to invite you to my free training specifically to help SLPs get the background information you need to know in order to be successful. There are two tracks, the start track and the grow track, because the needs of beginners and growth level private practitioners are very different. The trainings are short but thorough and can be consumed and put into action quickly. I want to teach you how to think, act, and behave like the private practitioner you are meant to be so that you can step into the vision you have for your private practice and your life. And the best part? These trainings are completely free. To register right now, simply visit independentclinician.com. Click Start or Grow and we can get started right now. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.